0: guys and welcome to the very first LMF Mindset Podcast. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm better known as Little Misfit on Instagram. Um, on here, I'm going to be chatting about mental health, um, growth mindset and the importance of having a good and uncontrolled body and mind physique. Um, and how it's important to have both of these in sync to live the your best and happiest lifestyle. Um, I've come from a difficult background. Um, a lot of my knowledge has come through experience. Um, I've always been a believer that practical. Tends to be a bit more effective than theory anyway. Um, But in saying that, I am doing as much as I can to learn a lot more. Um, I do a lot of research and a lot of reading on psychology, growth mindset, and the body. Um, If you don't already know, I am actually a bikini competitor. I competed in my first three shows over the last year um, and got my first pro card at Body Powered this year in May. Um, Which I'm super ecstatic about. And yes, so, but basically due to my poor background, I've come from a bad background of I was extremely overweight, um, I had severe depression, severe anxiety, um, I had a very difficult upbringing. Um, My family wasn't always the easiest and yeah. I just had a very difficult background in general really Um, and I would really just want to give anyone that I can advice. Um and my experiences and how I've managed to get out of the rock-bottom mindset and teach myself how to see things a bit clearly, have a bit, bit more control over my life and my mind, um, not let so many external factors have quite so much control over my emotions and how I choose to deal with things. Um, and yeah, I basically just want to use this podcast to help as many people as I can. Um, I already do what I can to reach my audience on Instagram. If you don't already, I definitely suggest you go over and follow there. Um, I regularly post on mindset and growth mindset on my pod eh, on my Instagram. Um, And I'm always open to people sending me messages, I help people on a daily basis, and giving people advice. Um, So yeah, for anyone who looks to contact me, please feel free to do so. Um, So yeah, so I'm going to crack on and get this first episode started. Um, Excuse the noises in the background, I'm currently making some protein pancakes whilst we talk about this. Um, yeah, so I think for my very first episode, I really just want to go ahead and sort of get into give you a little bit of background on myself. Um, I know I've already said that I've come, that f- like I've had severe depression and anxiety in the past, but I feel it's only fair. To start this podcast, completely authentic, give you guys a proper background. Um, I'm not going to go into too much of the detail of the actual stories themselves because, in my personal opinion, I don't think it's relevant. Um, what is relevant is the circumstances that got me to the mindset that I had, and how I dealt with them then, and how I choose to deal with them now, and how my experiences have taught me to behave now and the things that I've learned over the last few years. Um, so yeah, to kick off, I would say my I had my very first panic attack when I was, I must have been 14 years old. Um, As I said, I came from a poor background with family. Um, Unfortunately, I haven't had the best upbringing with parents. Um, I've not had the most support. Um, I have had some not so nice people in my life um, have a lot of control over my my mental well-being from a very young age. And... From the age of around 13, my life started to become very difficult. And obviously at this age, you're already going through a lot of changes. Um, There's high school, you know, adjusting to new friends. Um, I'd actually moved areas from primary school to high school. So I started high school with no friends. Um, And so this adjustment on its own was obviously difficult, not adding all the traumatic experiences I had to go through as well. Um, So, yeah, so from a very young age, I sort of developed depression and anxiety, and this developed quite quickly um, into suicidal behaviour, taking regular panic attacks, lashing out at friends and family. Um, I wasn't the best company in social situations. I became very self-destructive. And this is something that I am very aware of now. Obviously, at the time, I didn't realise I was ultimately making my situation so much more difficult. At the time, I was literally just responding the only way I knew how because I didn't feel like anybody was listening. The people who were supposed to protect me didn't protect me and yeah I became I became very alone very fast regardless of the fact I maybe had friends and stuff a lot of them didn't actually know what was going on all they knew was the change in me and quite obviously not a lot of them could quite understand nor did they want to um, associate with me because of my behaviour. Which again, now that I'm old enough and progressed enough, I can look back at this and I can understand why. Um, but at the time, this isolated me a lot. Which during depression and anxiety, you especially depression, you close yourself off, but really you do want somebody to care. Um. You might be in a bit of denial of this at the time, but you ultimately are actively seeking somebody to to be there. You want somebody to protect you, you want somebody to take you out of the situation that you're in because you're slowly going down a very dangerous spiral of misery and isolation and um, self-destruction and you do you're looking for somebody to kind of pull you out of that um so yes anyway so when I then turned I would say 18 19 this I was very much into um depression I would put on a lot of weight I'd cut all my hair off um a lot of people look at my photos now from when I was back then and said I actually look like as if I was my own mum to pictures to how I look now um i was that unhealthy within my body like i was eating takeaways all the time i smoked which i can't to think now that i used to be a smoker is sheer craziness um i used to drink all the time i used to go through maybe a bottle of wine or two every like maybe every single night um and I got myself into toxic relationships because they were better than the alternative. Um, There were so many things going on and this was when my suicidal behaviour really started to kick in. Um, I attempted to take my own life three times. The final time I was extremely lucky, extremely lucky. That it didn't work because I'd actually we'd actually calculated I took about ninety six pills um I was lucky to be alive, never mind not paralyzed, which is what the doctors at the hospital told me on the day um and yeah, it was just it was a very sad time and a very very difficult time um and then we hit the day where my ex at the time that I was living with, I'd caught him lying to me for the billionth time. Um, And it was almost like people sometimes say, what they used to say to me back then, and I didn't understand it until now, because I used to receive quite a lot of counselling and psychologists and whatnot from when I was throughout school and growing up, um, that eventually you will hit rock bottom, you'll either stay there or you'll bounce. And I definitely would say at this moment in time I had bounced because it was almost as if somebody had taken an almighty glove and slapped me across the face. And when I caught him lying to me for the last time, like, I mean, I'd spent lunches crying. Like, the the work that I was in at the time, I'd spent lunch times crying. Um, I'd spent, you know, days... Like, I was crying myself to sleep. I was um, well, attempting to take my own life, which was bad enough within itself. You know, I was eating my way into diabetes or obesity you name it I was I was not in a good way and they lied to me for the last time now with everything that I'd gone through before this was almost quite small but it was as if um, if you could imagine that I was a kettle and for so long I'd been or like a pot on the hob it was almost as if I'd been simmering for so long and it just took that little tip for me to finally boil over. And I'd hit a point where it was almost like a flash. I was fl- took a flashback at my life and I thought, what on earth am I doing? Why am I accepting to be treated this way? Okay, a lot of bad people got me to where I was and got me to the mindset that I was in. But it was me who was keeping me there, nobody else. I was choosing to stay in a toxic relationship. I was choosing to be in a job I didn't enjoy. I was choosing to drink and eat the way that I was and be unhappy with my body. I was choosing to stay that way when okay, like I said, a lot of, okay, it wasn't my fault that I got there, but it was my fault that I was staying there. They say that you're a victim at the time that something goes wrong and at the time something happens. But the moment you decide to stick there and allow those situations and those circumstances to hold you back, you then become a volunteer to that Traumatic experience. You're then voluntarily allowing yourself to relive that pain and that struggle. Pain is inevitable, suffering is not. You choose to suffer. You can, no matter how bad a situation is, you can choose to change that. Um, And this is kind of the point that I'd hit. I think I was about 20 years old when this happened. And um I just remember sitting at work reading this message and I thought why on earth am I going home to this why on earth am I letting myself feel this way why am I letting him treat me this way why am I letting any of these people treat me this way when I don't deserve it and this was at half past 11 on the Thursday morning um The people at my work, including my boss, they didn't know my personal home lifestyle, but they knew the lifestyle that I was living with my partner at the time. And they knew what I was going through, and they knew how I was feeling. And they'd actually told me numerous of times to leave and move back in with my grandparents. Um, And at half past 11, the penny had finally dropped. By half past one on the Thursday afternoon... I, my granddad and one of my good friends came over to the house. I was packed. My dogs were in the car and I was back living at my grandparents. I had signed up to the gym and I had handed in my notice at my job and signed myself up for a new job. Same, and unfortunately at that point, it was the same industry. I hadn't actually found my passions and things like that until soon after. But I just wanted, I needed a, as far away from the situation that I was in as possible and start making steps to the direction that I wanted to be in. Um, And I did. And by me and my best friend at the time, we'd signed up for to the same gym. We... Signed up for Tough Mudder for six months later to hold ourselves accountable to make sure we went to the gym and started making changes, which we did. And we did do Tough Mudder. Um, it took me four hours, but I did it. Bearing in mind, I was overweight. I was unfit. I'd never been in a gym in my life. Yes, I had been there. And um, it took me four hours to complete Tough Mudder which on usually on average, it takes a person about two to two and a half hours. So you can imagine how unfit I was, but I did it anyway. Um, I then signed up and did 12 hours of boxing the year after um, for charity, which I did. And then the following year, I did a half marathon, which took me two hours. So a Tough mother is the same length of time as a half marathon. Okay, there's obstacles, but I technically still cut my time in half um, for the, the distance I had to run. And I'd always had a passion to do bodybuilding. Always had the passion to do bodybuilding, but because of the situation that I was in, I never thought it was possible. Soon after I had did the boxing... Um, I got in touch with somebody that I was extremely inspired by on Instagram, and asked her if there was anybody she knew that could coach me. And it turned out that she could be my coach, and she is still my coach to this day. And we've powered through, and I did my first comp, my first Scottish Championship in June last year. I got second place with an invite to finals. Um, at finals, I walked away with first place and a pro card. And then I competed at my world's championship in May and I came third. And I also have my own business now um, in a completely different industry. I'm actually a dog groomer, <laughs> um, which I don't think there's anything wrong with having plenty of feathers to your bow. Um, so long as your job and your hobbies and your passions all make you happy why do they all have to be within the same industry? Um, but yeah, so as you can imagine, I, again, I just wanted to start this podcast off completely authentic and let everybody know when I'm doing this podcast, everything I'm saying, I'm not saying just off of a book. or And that was something that when I used to go to counsellors, and psychiatrists and psychologists I could always tell the difference between somebody who was doing it by the book or by experience because you can't understand or you can't even begin to picture what somebody's going through unless you've gone through it yourself. Mental health is such a the brain is so powerful. The brain is such a powerful part of the body, and I will never, ever, ever understand somebody who says that mental health is not a thing because it's not physical. That's just not. The, it's just not the case. Um, and anybody who does say that, you've you're going to get a shock one of these days when you are hit with a mental health issue because it's going to happen. You know, the brain is again the most powerful part of the body. It's used for everything. Everything in your body is functioned by your brain. Um of course it's gonna get ill at times. Of course, especially if we're like, especially in this day and age. I mean, we there's nobody who goes without stress. There's nobody who goes without stress. Um so we all have to go through something at some point. And I'm super proud to be part of a generation who are making these things m- much more it, the, we're all trying to make it draw awareness and allow people to have a voice and allow people to be open about these things. Um and like I say that's what this podcast is for. Um if I can help even one person um see the light, make a change and show them that you have the potential to make your life what you want and how you want it, regardless of what you think your situation is, you can make a change. You have the choice and you have the power, absolutely 100% have the power to do so. Um, so yeah, so that's a bit of my backstory. Um, there's obviously a lot more to it than uh, than than all of that, but it's it's a good basis so you can understand where I'm coming from and understand that I do know roughly what I'm talking about. Um and like I say, I'm still learning. I'm still researching and finding things out because uh, about the brain and how it works and the connection between the brain and the body and how, as I say, both of the both of these have to be in sync. One can't fully function without the other um, because it's all connected. Scientifically, it is all connected. So it all has to work in sync for everything to work properly, you know? Um, So, yeah. So as this podcast comes to an end and stop me from nattering, um, yeah, I'm going to try and put up a podcast at least once or twice a week. Um, and as I say, I'm going to hit this podcast from all kinds of different angles. If there's anything you guys want to, want me to discuss or go over, please feel free to contact me. And as I said before, please feel free to contact me on Instagram if you feel you need a chat or you feel you want me to talk. If, if you don't want to put anything in the comments, you want to maybe message me privately about something you would like me to go over, please contact me. I'm more than happy to do that. Um, and yeah I look forward to the rest of these podcasts speak to you soon guys lots of love